Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here to talk about episode 142, Scuffle Shuffle, <laughs> which is coming I, soon to an illegal stream near you. I always listen to their streams illegally. I, it's better than getting it for free. It is. It's, I've, it's I've, like illegal really, really means more than free. <laughs> I have hacked into their, their Dropbox. I've, I've downloaded all their episodes as soon as Matt's done editing them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. I did like that Joe was immediately, he's Alex. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. That was like, no, pretty stop funny it. We're not oh, oh stop, stop, not gonna. Yeah. Stop it. We're not doing that again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And the description of, the, of, of going through the Blue Gardens, too. So, you know, well, first you had a scuffle outside. Then you had a scuffle inside. Then you had a scuffle here. Then you opened a door and saw it was going to be another scuffle and closed the door. And then all I could hear in my head was scuffle, scuffle, smack and shovel. Is that a thing? Well, I went to, uh, uh, it was it was a parody off of uh, Macbeth. Oh, uh, all right. Was it Toil, Toil? Oil, uh, oil, I'm, toil, and trouble. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Fire, burn, and cauldron. Bubble. Yeah. So I was, I was in my head, but for some reason, I just now I was, I was blanking on it. But that's why I came up with the scuffle, scuffle, smack, and shovel. Interesting. Because it just it was played so many times, so it came together, and then you know, smack and shovel. How could I not? I mean, Joe's the star. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not pause recording, but just for a second, returning right. to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> yeah, which I forget what we were talking about. So. It'll, it'll be a little little choppy, I think. Uh, I mean, we were talking about the your double, double toil and trouble. Oh, yeah. Double, double toil and trouble. Fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I do like that they... they <laughs> Nick compares scuffles and murders to be uh, equivalent, or he, he says that they're equivalent. No, he didn't. I, I thought Alex was the one that said... Okay, okay, yeah, I said my notes... Alex is calling these murders completing the journey of the party to evil in Alex's mind, which confirms my theories on what the hell is going on. Right, but I thought Nick also said that... We said scuffles didn't have to be murders because you didn't have to kill them when you were in a scuffle. But Alex said, but you've killed everybody. I remembered it the other way. Hmm. That's fine. I don't know. We can go back to the tape. No, no, it's fine. I just, for some reason, I thought it was the other thing, the other way around. Either way, there was, you know, some sort of physical confrontation. People died. Things died. Things ceased. (laughs) Physical confrontation. People died. Physical confrontation was anticipated. And they decided, ah, too many people. So they closed the door. And then they stuffed the one conscious guy on the bottom with the note and the, the bloody dagger and then piled up the dead bodies on top of him. So even when he wakes up, he will have trouble getting out of there quickly. Uh, I thought for some reason, I thought they had had done something to his memory to make him think that he'd actually done it. But I realized listening to the recap, it, they'd actually just done that. So if anyone actually found him, they would think he was guilty. Right. Because they left the note and all that stuff. And then yeah. of course go, I don't know what's going on. What do you mean? Yeah. I just, I didn't for some reason, that. I thought they'd. They'd, you know, mess with his head or something. No, no, uh, no Jedi mind tricks there. Yeah. And then let's see. For some reason, Tom went into gaseous form. I don't know why. Don't he did that what... at the end of last episode. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, he did that at the end of the, end of the last episode and then... Because was... he wanted to scout ahead. Right, he just didn't want to step on anything, I think. Got it, okay. Trigger any floor traps or whatever, but yeah. So that was entertaining with Tom. <laughs> but yeah, they go into this room that's apparently both in darkness and uh brightly illuminated by these vines (laughs) which is mostly just me making fun of alex backtracking on the light levels nice (laughs) why remember our genus picks up his stone casts daylight on it and drops it down the shaft that's there right but about halfway through that alex is like wait wait 
these these vines are glowing. <laughs> so you can see uh, all the way down the shaft and ambient light coming from the bottom. Oh, very and nice. Like, and then, you know, Argenius is like, well, I'm going to drop my stone anyway. And does. And they realize that this is like the control room, the mainframe for the building. Which yeah, is he nice. said it was kind of like the con- the power room or something. I guess I guess it's both, right? Because from the tech it, of the... It, it does both. Because he said they could unlock doors, but also like change light levels. I assume they could control if power was going to other rooms for... Yeah, well, the, the Kumaro what, tree was sure. described as like power and internet, power and data is on, on one thing. Right. So, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, all they had to do to learn how to do that, to have total control, to have hacked... The Blue Gardens of Talia was to spend one hour learning how yeah. to manipulate everything, figuring it out. One hour. And yeah, Tom then, lasted all of two seconds. Yeah. They're like, well, that's cool. I'm going to drop down here. And the party's like, well, we either split. They didn't say it this way, but, you know, it's either split the party or follow Tom. Right, right. So, And, and they which, chose not to split the party, which is probably in Tom's best interest this time. Eh, I guess so. But And I love yeah. how Fickle Winds came up out of nowhere. And then there's a voice in their heads. And then it's all, I'm casting Fickle Winds defensively. (laughs) I like how Alex has said, he's like, oh, if you don't think I haven't gone through this entire rest of this AP. (laughs) Just to figure out where Fickle Winds will factor. (laughs) You're mistaken. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, he's, 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 you you absolutely know he's not joking. He's probably gone through the entire AP again. He's probably flipped through the encounters to see if there's any more yeah. gas traps or yeah whatever whatever <laughs> that fickle winds could adjust. You know, rooms full of bone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. I guess uh, they they all end up. I guess flying down or controlled falling down the shaft. I believe. Yeah, did Nick, anyone Nick not have it. fly? Because I remember I remember Joe cast fly on himself, and then they were like, "We should spend an hour here." And he's like, "Oh." Yeah, but they ended up leaving anyway, so it didn't go to. Work. Yeah, it didn't matter. And I think, I think Utrid did have too. Fly. Yeah, huh? yeah, Utrid did because he didn't want to touch anything on the floor, and and Tiablith likes Tiablith the had it from before, so he's he's kind of that that. Uh, Oh, who was that guy? That that Kryptonite android, Crypt, Kryptonian android from Brainiac? Death of Superman? No, 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 no. From Death of Superman. So Superman's dead, and then some new Supermen rise up. Like we see Steel for the first time, and we see there's some other folks that are filling in for Superman that are kind of there. One of them was a Kryptonian robot or android, and whenever he flew, he flew you know feet down and head up, and just as a you know vertical. He never, you know, he didn't fly the way Superman flew at all. Mm. And uh, he was very, you know, I'm hovering in place and, you know, speeding towards things, but I'm always standing up as I fly. I, I get that feel from Tia Blith, that that's, that's how he wants to approach it. Everything. I mean, that doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Uh, no, it's... Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> I had to go look it up. I have the movie. It's a DC animated movie, and I, DC does such a good job with their animated stuff. I knew I knew it. I just had to go look it up. Well, it was a comic book long before then. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't have i I don't really have time to read them anymore. Uh true, true. I fell I fell out of it, and once you fall out, it, it's it's like, do I really want to get back into that? Right, because I used to read a yeah, lot of Marvel, like anything. but like I don't know where I would pick up at this point. You just have to start grabbing comic books and just get in there and try and figure out what you were missing. Yeah, but. I we're off a tangent at this point, but like I don't read individual comic books. They're it's I, it's so short. 
right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you get like eight pages and then it's like, cool, we'll see you next month. And it's like that that was not worth the $10 you made me pay for this thing. So oh, I yeah, wait. the price tags on them are hot, super high now. Yeah, so I wait until they, you know, when I do buy them, I wait until they're put into like volumes and it's like eight or nine comics together all at once for like little arcs. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like half a year's worth of comics in, in one book. So I can kind of binge read them. Gotcha. Otherwise, I just I'm not gonna buy individual comics. I'm not collecting them. I just want to read them, and it doesn't make sense for me to have a ton of these tiny little books when I can have one slightly thicker book. Plus, yeah. sitting on my shelf, I can actually read the spine because it has a spine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so let's see. Tia Bliss. A- anyway, flying down, looking like the Eradicator. That's mm-hmm. that's in my head. That's what I'm seeing. That that <laughs> jackass. He's a robot. Yeah, he's a jackass. Yeah. Not that Matt has not playing him poorly, but Matt is just playing him to the point where I'm I just enjoy disdaining Tia Blith. <laughs> yeah. And so they get down. Some uh I forget why the conversation was fickle winds and why it had to, you know, Alex is all oh, I've looked into everything. This will never hurt me ever again. <laughs> and then there's a voice in their heads. And, yeah, they, uh, they run into the was it is he called himself Paldorain? I think so. Oh. I think that's how they pronounced it. Yeah, I was like, oh, this has got to be a servant of Tarbaphon, Whispering Way. And Nick was all over it with the knowledge check. He's mm-hmm. all, I'm going to make a knowledge check to find out if this guy's a servant of the Whispering Way or how he's connected. And it's totally all over that. Loved it. Mm-hmm. They, and it was a knowledge planes check. And then they it turns out to be a, a Sakil, a Zimtal a- Sakil. Yeah, not a not a monster I'm familiar with at all. No, I was not either. I I went and looked it up. Had to make a few guesses at the spelling <laughs> and sort of try and guess yeah. where it was. Got lucky; didn't take me forever to find it in the index. But it's kind of like an anti-psychopomp, kind of, hmm. in that they don't really give a damn about mortals or their souls. They just like tormenting mortals. Yeah. And then apparently sometimes they'll, uh, sock heels in a broad sense will team up with divs because they like tormenting people too. And, uh, and then somehow they're, they are play nice or get along with the daemons. So the, the neutral evil yeah. guys. So that's neat that they had them. It was neat that they tapped them because the psychopomps have been tapped, uh, for this one. And I don't think, I don't know how much they'd been brought into the uh, APs, but they really made sure to do that here. So it was neat that kind of the sort of the anti-psychopomps get get some play. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't. Well, I didn't know those existed, but it, it is nice to see the, you know, the other side of that. Yeah. And it, it's super cool, I think, that they're pulling in both psychopomps and the Sakils are Paizo-only properties, right? They're there. Oh, are they? Yeah, really? those are. They did not exist prior to Pathfinder. Nice. So they're they're Paizo only things, and that's cool. And they're I think they're both uh, what you call it. I think they're both tied specifically to the Galarian lore. So, Interesting. Because the psychopomps serve. Um, oh, I'm blanking on her name now. I cannot believe Phrasma. Phrasma. Yes, thank you. You know, loosely ish. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how tightly they tied them, but I mean, they're the that whole process of moving souls through their lifespan or onto their, you know, just reward or whatever it is. Right. And then it turns out it's in some kind of gaseous form. So that makes everybody think, including me, that that holy smoke, Fickle Winds is going to be clutch for this encounter. And Tom's all over it again. And then no. But they beat the living crap out of that thing. They did a good job. You know, at the end of the fight, there's a lot of lot of solid damage on it. It was pretty impressive. But that's where we got the smack and shovel. Yeah. I mean, that's where it came in again <laughs> and it's why it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did, it was also interesting to hear them talking about the, uh, 
the enchantment, the level of plus you can have on the sword, on the sword, on the weapon. Right. Uh, I I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that, you know, certain enchantment levels like the plus twos, plus threes also counted as like certain weapon types. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that, you know, plus four was what would bypass like an alignment DR. Uh, I thought five was an alignment DR. I think he said four. Uh, Maybe five's adamantine. I don't know. Let me. Let me see if I can figure it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure five is adamantine, but uh, I'm pretty sure you said four was... Um... Ah, here we go. Uh, no, that's not right. That doesn't look like the right place either. What the hell? Yeah, I guess I, I, I'm not finding it quickly enough, but I do know that they do it. The other thing that was interesting was uh, he's using Bane. Right. And so I know Bane violates that uh, plus five yeah, uh, I don't know that either. Because because <laughs> weapons can have up to a plus ten, but the the only thing you can have that affects in combat because everything that you add onto a weapon, like if you make it flaming, that counts as like a plus two or plus one or whatever it is. And so different abilities that your weapon can have, so it could be like a plus two flaming uh, longsword, and then it's is a plus two for combat, but because it's got that other on it, it counts as a plus whatever three or four weapon because it actually has that bonus on it for purposes of adding other stuff on it. And then sometimes it doesn't, some of those things don't count versus other things. There's a couple things that can break the rules. Like if you had a plus four before you had Bane and mm-hmm. then you got Bane on a weapon, it would be a plus six. So you can break that wall with a couple of things. Isn't plus six epic damage at that point? That, yes. Isn't that what you need to bypass DR epic? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. I vaguely remember when I played um, Rise of the Rune Lords and we got the uh, Whatchamazingers, the the fancy weapons you could make in uh, uh, whatever the forge was, the Rune Forge. And I got a Warhammer that I was able, was, was plus something to begin with, but it ended up being a plus four, but then it has Bane on specific things. So mm-hmm. it jumps way up. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Nice. But you could have done, I mean, you could have, I think with that, they would let you go up to like a plus, plus six or something. So, you know, you was, it was, became an epic weapon or whatever it was. It's that it was able to do things you weren't normally able to do. But anyway, I thought that was a neat little, uh, a neat little rules check in there. And then, you know, they get to use it right on a, a bad guy. So that was super cool. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, what was the other fun thing that happened in the fight? All the gays oh, and the Oh, there panics. was the crit. What'd you say? What? I said all the gays and the panics. <laughs> yeah, the gazes and the panics. That was that's brutal. At least it's not Tealith this time. It wasn't. No, it was Tom. Fickle yeah. wins, which is going to be so clutch. Gone. No, it's, it, the fickle wins saved him. Right. Yeah, that's it, right. It, it it blew his gaze away. That's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, I think I think they were. I did like how they were basically predicting Alex's roles with the uh, highs and lows, and then oh yeah, that you know, was going really well, tearing up his blur. Yeah, or his displacement. Was it displacement? Oh, yep. you're right. You're right. It bl- it wasn't blur. It was displacement. You're right because yeah. it's the higher fifty. 50%, not the smaller uh, 20%. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, it worked fine until Joe started picking on his own, and then he just kept getting it screwed up. <laughs> Basically, when Nick was picking, 
it was fine. Yeah, I couldn't believe four highs in a row and fifty one. Oh yeah, like I think there was a fifty one and a fifty four. Well, there was a there was a fifth. It was it was high numbers, and then it dropped down to and the fourth high number in a row turned out to be a fifty one, and then it was oh okay, I think we go low, and we switched to low and got it, and then when they went to come back, then it started. Then they started messing up. That's when it started messing up and going going wild. But it blew me away that you know four in a row and it's fifty one. I'm like, damn, that's dirty. Because I mean, that's really telling you. Hell, if you'd done it the other way, you know. Oh man, that was that one was brutal. Oh, okay. oh yeah, the crit. The crit was nice. Where it uh, did oh, the it one staggered round. him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't. It it didn't stagger him because it didn't say you're staggered, but it gave him basically gave him the staggered effect. Because I think it, he get only, uh, the at least the way they read it, it didn't say and he staggered for one round. It was he gets and a he standard can or movement or move. Yeah, standard or move. Yeah, which is so. the same thing, just doesn't say it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's anything else that goes along with staggered. So I mean, I don't know if there was if that was it. Yeah. I guess we do get to finally see the guys give Alex a, a break, I guess. Here at the end of the episode, he's like, oh, if I had remembered that, I wouldn't do it. I'd let you guys take it back. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> yeah, you already rolled, you dork. You already did your thing. You already failed. And then they're all like, sure, go ahead. And I'm all. He's going to use hmm. that to screw you over. And he did. Hmm. <laughs> he absolutely Yeah, he did. did. He's like, oh, yeah, no, he just vanishes. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was Sucked. <laughs> sucked. <laughs> So, well, at least we'll never see him again. <laughs> well, we don't know that. It could be back. I, that that was the joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's only half a joke because for me, when the bad guys get away like that, it just frustrates me for some reason. Well, I mean, yeah, because they got away. You're used to. Well, right. But it's also the part about, you know, then that, that thing has all the time in the world to, you know, figure out who I am come after me later like in a different ap just because mm-hmm. you know and that's that's the th- i you know i like it when game masters do that because then they're you know they're paying attention but at the same time god i loathe that it just make if i gotta fight one of those extra planer dudes one of those outsiders it's like i want to put them down hmm. i don't want them coming back i mean i get it i think yeah. that actually if you whack them on the prime they reform maybe or something like that or whatever but it you know Right, but usually they're not going to come back in the AP unless it's just like one of those. Usually they have to be either written in or you just have a really vindictive GM. <laughs> it's like, guess who's back? There was, uh, reminds me of uh, the subject of recurring. My uh, The guys that I play with in my table, mm-hmm. one of the campaigns they played before I met them, somehow they had a, a gnome. I want to say he was an illusionist, but a uh, gnome spellcaster. And he got quizzed on the spot. What's this guy's name? And somehow he came up with the name Togo Dumbness. I, I don't know how he came up with that exactly. I hit that, but then they turned it into hmm. Stupid Sandwich Guy. <laughs> stupid Sandwich Guy? Yeah. Togo, like Togos, and then Dumbness, which I'm sure wasn't spelled Dumbness, hmm. but, you know, he'd come up with something, and he I, I think when he was explaining it, he goes, it's actually a Latin name or something, or, you know, I used Latin, and so, you know, it was legit stuff, but it's like, wow, and I'm just like, man, yeah, of course, that would, you know, players would turn that into Stupid Sandwich Guy. 
The funny thing about it is the first time they faced him, they didn't actually finish him off. Mm. He was down and they didn't bother to actually, you know, get him. They moved on to something else. So then he came back and came back and came back. And like for four encounters spread over, you know, spread out, they had no idea who was after them and who kept showing up so vindictively and messing with them. And then when they found out, they're like, what the hell? Stupid sandwich guys on us. What? What did we do? (laughs) And then, you know, that turned into, you know, got to the point where they were going to go hunt that guy down because they were tired of his crap. So Hmm. I just, I, I, you know, it's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, God, I hate that. (laughs) And I, I, you know, again, I use it right. It could be fun, but like, yeah. Well, I don't know. Alex used it pretty good. I mean, how many times did he, uh, oh God, did he get us with the, uh, waking up in, uh, in, uh, coffins, you know, you're back, you're back (laughs) in the, in the crypt. I'm still expecting him to do it one more time. I mean, just for for old time's sake. Honestly, when he had him in uh, arriving in in Yolisban and he goes, oh, yes, you're in Coffet. I was like, oh, God, it has to be. I totally expected it to be, you know, you pop it open and then there's some reliefs that look, you know, just like, well, except the creatures aren't quite this or they're, you know, it has that Mesoamerican flavor or something. And uh, I totally expected something like that, man. Get him into that Rossler's coffer, coffin room again. And uh, I'm disappointed he didn't do it because he, he put him in it like I think every other book. The first four books, he, he played him through it one way yeah. or another. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, one at once, I think the third time was a mind vault or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't actually there, but yeah. No, but still, good. same feel. They had to climb out of them to start whatever they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he missed it in book four. Maybe that's where he missed it. Um, I don't know. It was genius. I, I don't know. I, I think he might have missed it in book four. I, I yeah, don't really. I, it's been a while now. I think I think he did. That seems to ring a bell. We got to the end of book four and we didn't have it. But I totally expected it when we started with that at the very last one when they pop over to Yolospan. I was like, oh, man, here it comes. Yeah, they should have woken up, you know, in in some kind of cave and had to push their way out. <laughs> well, I thought, didn't they come out in the cave? Weren't they in a cave and they walked out and they could see civilization? Is that what they did? The, yeah, the only thing was is they didn't start in coffins and then he didn't have any description that, that made it seem like they were back in Rossler's Coffer or some place that was eerily similar to Rossler's Coffer. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the episode ends with him disappearing. We Tom has not recovered from his fear yet. I don't know what they're going to find down here. Yeah. And pff, who knows where it goes since they didn't bother to spend the hour to figure out what's going on. We got I mean, they, one they good can. hint. Yeah, they're not going to remember to do that. That's, that's like that's Elksy. absolutely true. They're leaving, they're leaving that one to die, just like Elksy. <laughs> and the whole time, Teoblith knew it and kept his mouth shut, which he looks like he's doing again. But we did have one clue that he mentioned, and I, I believe this was in reference to Umbarno. He thought this was some of his best work. Mm-hmm. So looks like Umbarno's messed up. <laughs> yeah, but I guess that also means that they were killing innocent people. Yeah, we knew that. Well, yes, but we've had it conf- basically confirmed at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, by this the way, is... you're absolutely murderers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, these murders. Well, scuffles don't have to be murders. Hey, they're murders. You murdered those people. We tried to keep them alive. That's it. Enough talking. Kill now. Hmm. Yep. You tried really hard to keep them alive. (sighs) All right. I'm going to take us out then. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. 
Bye. Bye.